Welcome to Enlightenedhood, a sacred space for mothers, mothers to be, and mothers by proxy to share how mindfulness and spirituality intertwine with one of life's biggest responsibilities, motherhood. Each week, we will gather nuggets of inspiration, empowerment, and wisdom from wild and woke mamas who are tapped into their highest selves and raising the next generation along with the consciousness of this planet. I'm your host, Lena Lemos, founder of Enlightenedhood, a community of mindful and spiritual mamas committed to personal growth and divine sisterhood through our one-of-a-kind inner work membership and spiritual magazine. Welcome. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello and happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of Enlightenedhood. It feels like every Sunday when I record these, I have total party girl voice, (laughs) but I assure you today's party girl voice is brought to you from just having hours upon hours of conversation last night with Megan. We were dreaming of how we can help support others through mindfulness and spiritual development and helping others own their truth. And we were just in it for hours, just dreaming and planning and constructing a tangible way where we can truly serve others. On today's episode, I am chatting with my dear, dear, dear soul sister from the other side of the planet, Michelle Diastinos. Michelle and I connected when Enlightenedhood was first starting, and it's been such a gift watching each other grow from the other side of the world, and it's been... It's so amazing watching Michelle slowly step into her truth and watching this journey as we continue to figure out what our role in helping raise the consciousness of this planet looks like. But for those of you who haven't had the pleasure of meeting Michelle yet, Michelle is a parent coach and an advocate for the conscious parenthood movement. Michelle holds space for mothers as they journey towards bringing more presence, playfulness, and peace to one of life's most sacred works. Michelle hosts the Conscious Parent Podcast, where she shares approaches on how to parent more consciously, personal insights on her own parenting journey, and unique, inspiring stories from parents who are striving to live boldly in their fullest expression while illuminating the path for our next generation. Michelle lives in Sydney, Australia with her husband, Phil, and children, Leo and Eva. She is an INFJ, me too, four six generator and loves thunderstorms, hot baths and yoga outdoors. I am so excited for you guys to learn more about Michelle and just here's her truth on how conscious parenting and living more mindfully and stepping out of the spiritual closet has transformed her life and the lives of her family. So here's Michelle. So let's talk about this most recent spiritual awakening. Cause I think the last time we talked, sadly, that interview, what happened during Mercury <laughs> retrograde got the best of us. <laughs> and again, oh. let's hope that doesn't happen again because it's still Mercury retrograde. Yes. But we kind of <laughs> talked about you stepping into your first version of this, which was Mom Life Edited. And yes conscious living and intentional living, but it's grown to so much more than that. So what was that point where you kind of realized that you were on the brink of a spiritual awakening? Well, it all draws back to a point (laughs) to that interview, actually, um, where you told me about light is the new black and Mm. I picked it up and I read it and it blew my mind. And, (laughs) and I started 
working through the exercises that were in it, the questions, the journaling questions, and really starting to join all the dots that had happened in my life and realizing that, that I just needed to put these all together and listen, turn inward and listen. And that's, and, and really face some of those fears and misconceptions that I had. And that's when um, I found that I was just ready to step into that next level. And it's been such an, an interesting shift because people have just been flowing my way. My people have just been flowing my way and it's just been amazing uh, meeting different women and hearing their stories and realizing um, how similar we all are and how connected we all are. And that the, that the things that we find scary, they're not that scary. They're mm-hmm. just a lesson for us to step into that, into that next step. What were some of those fears that you had that you realized that weren't so scary? Um, I had some fears around, well, the number one thing that it just comes back to is just feeling like I'm not enough. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not qualified enough to do this. I don't have enough experience to do this. Um, I, I'm not good enough at talking to have a podcast, (laughs) you know, those type of, those types of thoughts and then realizing that there's evidence all around me and through my own history that those things are simply not true and I can just keep working through them. And I feel so good every time I come out the other side, realizing, you know, every time I do an interview or every time, um, I do a post and just seeing the response that it gets from other people, not that I'm doing it for other people's response, but just realizing how much the messages and the thoughts that I have in my head resonate with other people as well. Mm -hmm. So when did the idea for sharing motherhood stories, collecting motherhood stories, when did, when did you have that idea? Um, well, it, it happened while we were overseas in Malaysia and one night I was, while we were over there, um, we had the interesting experience of my husband and I being together 24 seven and <laughs> the kids. So that was another thing, but, um, I was really seeking that time to myself. And so I would stay up really late through the night, um, to kind of create some space for myself to think and to journal and to meditate and, and do the things that make me feel good. And, um, then I had been talking to a few different, a few different women, um, a few different friends about some ideas that I had and wanting to collaborate. And it really just came as a download as I was chatting to one of my friends. Um, in fact, if I went back and looked through the messages, it was something like, oh, let's, um, would you mind contributing to my blog? Oh yeah. I'm thinking of doing an interview. Um, oh, you know what? You just gave me a, gave me an idea (laughs) and, and that's how it, how it all started. And then I started reaching out to people, um, and it started more as, um, live interviews, just like yours. Uh, and then it evolved into a podcast as I had, um, a few people say to me, oh, this would really work well in a podcast format. And of course, those fears of like, no way, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do a podcast. It's so much work. I can't, I can't possibly do that. I'm not um, important enough. No one would care what I would have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, 
yeah, all those fears popped up. But uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at with 100 Stories of Motherhood at the moment. But it's just been so beautiful to see how many people are willing to contribute their stories and share their experiences with the world. It's beautiful. I think there's a beautiful thing happening right now where we're realizing how much power there is in our story and our vulnerabilities. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I think there's just this collective of women who recognize that we have to support one another and by sharing our experiences, that's how we're going to do it. Yes. Yes. And it's just... It's where the magic really happens, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because mm-hmm. when we all come together, that's when those new ideas flow. And yeah, it really is beautiful. I love it. It's yeah. <laughs> so tell me this. How has it affected your own story listening to other women's stories? Oh I it's I think the biggest shift is changing the trajectory of where my story's going. Um and really feeling powerful that I am a co-creator of my reality and that, um, yeah, it's really, it's really inspirational hearing other women's stories and seeing how they unfold. And so then reflecting on my own story and, and it comes back to joining all those dots and realizing how it all comes together and, um, and yeah, how I'm going to, just trust in, in the future and trust that things are going to unfold as they should at the right time. Mm, I relate to that and just love that so much because I, the same thing happened to me where it was kind of this, I had the idea for enlightenment, but I wasn't really ready to own its power. And I was f- afraid of fully stepping into it as a spiritual thing. So it started off as, mm. yeah, like intentional living, conscious parenting, this is motherhood. And then I'm like, wait, there's so much more to it. And as like we were saying, peeling back the onion layers, you know, you get to this point where, oh, this is what feels right and most authentic. But why was I so scared to get here? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And definitely. And for me, I'm, I'm really um, stepping further into that conscious parenting space um, from, from intentional living, which I'm so passionate about. Um, But there was that fear for me of like, oh, that, you know, do, do people think that, will people think, what will people think basically? Mm -hmm. Will people think that, you know, that I think I'm a parenting expert, that I'm a perfect parent. And it's just not about any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's really just about sharing the journey with other parents, just like myself and really encouraging us to step back into our wholeness. I think it just it comes back to that feeling of us being so disconnected from ourselves that, we, that we're scared to trust ourselves. And what you said really you know, it it really inspires me to see you really stepping into your truth and what you have, have kind of been living in the shadows for a while, but seeing you and other, other women who have crossed on this path, it's just, um, yeah, we all lift each other Mm -hmm. up when we really, um, step into our most authentic selves. Yeah. And it's, I was thinking about this conversation and just thinking about how There's already so much vulnerability in motherhood and being a parent, but then there's also so much vulnerability in being spiritual and being openly spiritual. And I think those two things combined is just 
being completely raw and authentic as a spiritual mother is just something that is terrifying and to have Mm -hmm. that support in that community and to see other women doing it is definitely helping to shift that perception. But I think it's, it's still a hard role to own because I know I myself, I'm not like, yes, I'm out of the spiritual closet. I am the leader of a spiritual community, but I still, there's still that attachment to my life as like my everyday normal person Mm -hmm. life, you know, that like, it's still those fears and those everyday triggers. Like, what are people going to think of me? Are they judging me? And at the end of the day, who cares? But it's, you know, it's still part of your everyday life. That's right. Yeah. It's a part, it's a part of who you are. And do you ever have this experience where you, um, where you chat with your friends that you see in everyday life and no one ever says anything about enlightenment? Does that ever happen to you? Oh, all the time. Does that, does that trigger you in any way? (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes I, it's not acknowledged, but I have had instances where as I'm trying to step more into my truth, I'm trying to be more open and vulnerable on social media. I share a lot of messages about women supporting women and being, having more profound conversations about spirituality and motherhood. And there are people in my life who I see on a regular basis who read that and they say, Oh, we can't, we can't talk to you or we can't, you're like your, your message is to not talk about our kids. So there's like nothing for us to talk about. I'm like, but you're missing the entire message is like, why can't we be vulnerable and go deeper? But Mm -hmm. people stop reading after something that triggers them, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's been the hardest part for me. And then I don't know if it necessarily bothers me that people don't ask me about it. Sometimes it does just because I feel like I'm doing this, like my life has completely changed since I stepped into this role. Everything has changed. I'm hustling, (laughs) hustling (laughs) behind the scenes and doing so much that I don't think anyone realizes besides the people who Mm. see every single day. And I think I don't give myself enough credit. And then when other people don't give me credit, it just feeds into that trigger mm-hmm. of like, I'm not good enough, you know? So, yeah. okay. Maybe sometimes it lays it does, on. maybe it does bother me sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a revealing conversation. But <laughs> and but I, I think I'm also sensitive to the fact that not everyone's ready to talk about mindfulness or spirituality or willing to have those deep mm-hmm. conversations and that's okay too. But it is a huge part of who I am. So from that lens and not acknowledging it, maybe it's bothersome, but I think on the other side of it, of knowing that not everyone is willing to have those types of conversations, I'm accepting yes. that. Okay. Yes. That all makes sense. Yes. That makes <laughs> sense to me. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling similar in some ways. It just feels really strange when, um, when, like you said, uh, you know, you've poured your heart out <laughs> on, on social media, for example, and really, really gone to the core of the message. And then, yeah, seeing some people that, you know, have, have seen your message and yeah, there's just a mismatch there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's uncomfortable sometimes, but, but like you said, we are working on mindfulness and, and being accepting of, of each other. So we're all ready when we're ready. Yeah. I think the only thing that we can do, and I've, I've had to grapple with this so much because like even my husband, I love him dearly and he supports me fully, but 
Mm. I mean, we see what mindfulness can do. We can, we see what a spiritual practice can do and not everyone's ready to trust and to implement and to have consistency. And so that's hard too, to watch people that you know and love not willing to be Mm. more mindful or present or have any kind of practice that would really benefit them as a Mm -hmm. whole person. And so that's been hard too being a leader and being so deep in this type of community and having people around mm. me who I know and love who could really benefit from something and not wanting to force them or be like, you have to do this because it's so amazing. <laughs> you you <know>? must. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at all the ways it's changed my life and it's going to change your life too. And just come with me. But like most people are like, whoa, okay. Not ready for oh. that. <laughs> just relax. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> So that's been hard too. And I don't know if you feel that way in your life where people almost feel like they have to take a step back from talking to you about anything like mindfulness, spirituality, Mm. because they're afraid you're going to judge them or that you're going to try to force them into something. (laughs) (laughs) That's so interesting that you use the word judge then because mindfulness is so much about non-judgmental right being non-judgmental and um yeah and the first step to that is the awareness isn't it Mm -hmm. just realizing in yourself like when when that judgment arises and um yeah no I definitely see that as well um it's like the let's just jump on the bandwagon it's Mm -hmm. awesome (laughs) it makes me sad too because you're right that the whole idea of mindfulness is love and non-judge non-judgmental actions and thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of ironic, but also sad that when people see you stepping into a more mindful life, they think that we're going to judge you for being wherever you are in your journey Mm -hmm. or in your life. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think what mindfulness has done for me and especially my spiritual practice is to see everyone from a place of love and understanding and empathy and for them mm-hmm. to then see me as <laughs> seeing them not from that place, I think that's a hard thing to deal with too. Yeah. And it, it's just about meeting people at where they, where they are, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, knocking down those barriers. But yeah. it is, yeah, I agree. It is sad. So what's next for you on your spiritual journey? Well, that's a big loaded question. Um, <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> right now I'm just putting my head down and really focusing on those daily rituals, um, and those rituals of getting me, getting me through the day, getting me through the projects that I have, um, that are on my heart. Um, I'm, I'm working through this, uh, hundred stories of motherhood and it's amazing how much, um, physical time and mental headspace that can take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also I'm working on my certification for um, becoming a conscious parent coach. And that has, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And it took a lot to step into that, into that space um, because of those fears that we spoke about earlier. Um, But I think it's really just about bringing my own awareness and everyone's uh, around me, their awareness to, um, as you said, the benefits that we can, uh, that we can have in our life and the connections that we can have with the people around us that are dearest to us. Um, when we do become more conscious about, um, our relationships 
And it's been interesting, even though um, the certification for me has really focused on um, on my connection with my children, what I've really noticed is it's impacted my connection with everyone in my life. Um, mm. So really working through um, my relationship with my parents, my relationship with my husband and um, yeah, it's been really interest an interesting journey so far and so that's where I'm at at the moment I'm not exactly sure where all of this will take me um to be honest but for me that is um that is a big that is a big thing actually because that's me really surrendering to um what is going to unfold for me and that's mm-hmm. something that that I haven't been comfortable with in the past and so I'm just um, I'm just going on to the next thing that feels good and just kind of treading down that path for a while. Keep doing more of the things that light me up. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful life that is that you've been guided to this point. And I think I'm in a similar place where everything has guided me here and it's that fear, right? That sets in like, mm-hmm. am I in the right place? What's next? And not knowing is probably scary, but also if, I don't know if you feel this way, but also invigorating. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's kind of interesting. If I look back into the past, I could, there's no way I could have imagined that I'd be sitting here right now and chatting with you mm-hmm. <laughs> on this call. And, um, and yet there's nothing else that I'd want to be doing right now than living this life exactly as it is. So that to me is really, really exciting. And I think it's just beautiful that because of our spiritual practice and because of mindfulness that that's brought us into this space of really being present in the moment and experiencing the joy from that. And not only that, but wanting to help others and share that core message and those values. Absolutely. Yeah. How has your spiritual practice changed since you've gone through this most recent spiritual awakening? I think that it has softened a bit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think before I was really doing a lot of pushing. So pushing myself to, um, you know, I have to block out this time to work on this thing. And then I'm going to feel enlightened (laughs) was really the approach that I feel like I came into it with. And now I just feel like it permeates every aspect of my life and every decision that I make and every thought that I have. And it's just really become, um, getting comfortable with that flow state and just like waves, Mm -hmm. waves of things coming in and then responding to that or not responding or just being with it. And then, and then it moves away and then the next wave comes. And so I think that's where the spiritual practice has really changed for me. How do you balance those waves coming in with being a mom? And what if that wave is coming in while you're trying to be present with your kids? Oh, that's a really interesting question. I Um, struggle with this. So I want to (laughs) know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really dependent on the situation, I guess. It's really what, what's most needed in, in that moment, I suppose, because things happen, right? Like that's life. (laughs) Lots of things happen. And to be honest with you, I'm still in, there are days where I'm really still struggling with it. And I think that's where that commonality comes up again. So Mm -hmm. 
I do find it, I do find it challenging to balance those waves with being in the present moment with, with my kids. And could, oh, could we maybe chat on an example? Sure. Yeah. Do you, could you give me an example of something uh, that you, that you have trouble with? Um, well, for me, it's, I mean, I don't know if you're the same way, but I get so many downloads and so many ideas and it's so easy for me to just open my computer and start implementing them that very second. And it's very Mm -hmm. hard for me to say, okay, I can do this later when my daughter's asleep. And then because I have my head in my computer and I'm trying to do all this and then I get lost in Canva or lost in writing something (laughs) and then I'm not being present with her. And I have this very hard battle, especially because I try my best to compartmentalize where I'm home with her during the day. And then as soon as my husband gets home, then that's enlightened work time. But with so much Mm -hmm. to do in the impending launch of the membership, I I mean... Mm -hmm there's so much to be done. And I always feel like I'm not doing enough, but then I feel like I'm not doing enough as a mom. And, you know, and it's just this constant pull between, am I working on my business? Am I being present as a mother? And how am I sucking at both of them? You know? So yes. Okay. You know, for me, it's, it's very hard when those downloads and those waves come and then I'll also be like, okay, I, I have this tingling of something and I want to go meditate on it. And then as soon as I try to sit down and meditate, my daughter will wake up from her nap and it's just this of course. Yeah. And it always <laughs> happens that way. So for me, it's also been very hard having a daily ritual that is at the same time every day or is that the same thing every day. And I know that I have to give myself grace And this first mm-hmm. year of being a mom is just like nothing else in the world and giving myself grace and that permission to, that it's okay, but it's still just, yeah, this constant pull of wanting to have a spiritual practice and run a business and be a present mom. And I'm always feeling tugged in all different directions. So yeah, yes, I'm okay. if you feel the same way. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. And there are times when I think to myself, why, why am I doing all of this right now? Why can't I just be with the kids? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why can't I just be at home and be with the kids and not have these ideas and downloads in my, in my life and like really resisting that. But then I, it comes back to realizing that we're exactly where we are meant to be right now mm-hmm. and, and really honoring that and being excited by that, um, that everything that happens, it's all, it's all part of it. it there are all those dots that one day we will look back on and it will all make sense and they'll all connect. And, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, in those moments with those downloads. So, um, I will, I will have a notebook that I keep a blue notebook here right next to me now. And uh, if I get anything that pops into my head, uh, I just get really excited about and think, Oh my goodness, that's so perfect. I just jot it down Mm. in the notebook. And then I know that I can come back to it later. I will not have lost that idea (laughs) because I've had it down on paper. And then I can really turn my attention back to, to what I'm, to the moment, what I'm, what I was doing originally. Um, and I know that it's, it's really hard once you feel that pull and that excitement of, um, of the download, um, of feeling connected, Mm -hmm. but we know that we can always tap it back into that space. And if it's meant for us, we will definitely be able to tap back into that space again. And, um, and not to be fearful of that moving away from us, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very yeah. good point. It's so true. Like if it's meant to be and we feel so connected to it now, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to tune in later. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think that might be a useful strategy, um, that one that I've used myself, but I definitely understand that, that feeling of, um, because you're pouring so much of your heart into enlightened hood and, and me for my own business and, um, just feeling really excited by that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's, it's difficult to balance that, but as you said, it's a practicing, giving yourself grace and, and, those non-judgmental thoughts, giving yourself some empathy um, and knowing that it's okay because the truth is that it doesn't really matter what what we are doing or what we might have been doing instead. Those feelings of not being enough and I'm not giving enough attention to my child or my children or I'm not giving enough attention to my business, that they would have happened anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just about finding that balance. Oh no, it's so hard. It's so hard. And especially because our kids, our, our why and why Mm. many of us are on this journey and have this purpose and wanting so hard, like you said, to be a co-creator of your reality and show them that we have the power to do anything that we put our mind to. We can create our own reality and we can Mm -hmm. create a better world for them to live in. So then it's also that pull is like, I'm doing this for you. (laughs) (laughs) you. Why are we, (laughs) why why are we doing this right now? (laughs) Yeah. Why are we playing this game for the 57th time? (laughs) yeah it makes that pull that much stronger to want to to put your energy into it so I can it absolutely completely struggle with the the compartmentalization of it all yes yes and I think that I think it's I think it's a a feeling that a lot of us um experience even even if we're not um trying to develop a business or or chasing our passions yeah Mm -hmm. I think just the struggle in general of, I mean, being aware in any moment, we always, but I mean, that's what mindfulness helps us work on is just being Mm. in the present moment and everything else is, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's right. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about the principles of conscious parenting, because when I read The Conscious Parent by Shafali Sabari, it completely changed my life. But I also recognized a lot of things in the way I was raised to be my best, most authentic self. So what are those core principles of conscious parenting? Oh, that's a great question. So I think one of the first things um, that I really love about conscious parenting is that it's not that set of rules about how to raise a child, but really it is those principles and those beliefs about what children need to develop and thrive. So it's really changing that paradigm of parents controlling the child. And uh, I see many parents searching for that next tip or that next trick or strategy or, or hack on how to get their child to listen or to do things that they want them to do. But it's really um, realizing that we it, it comes from that place of not feeling so disconnected from ourselves that we're looking externally for the answers all the time. So I think one of the main principles is really bringing us back into the space of mindfulness so that we can really connect more deeply with ourselves and also um, look inward to know how to connect more deeply with our children um, or with our child. And 
I think that it's really moving away from the idea that we, the parents, are the teachers and really looking at the opportunities that our children afford us and really looking at it from a perspective that we're both teachers for each other and that our children can actually help us grow spiritually and help us come back to our wholeness um, and back to our most authentic selves. And and that has a flow on effect, a ripple effect. And when, mm-hmm. when we are doing that, it helps them achieve the same thing. It helps them come back to their wholeness. And how we how we can do this is really valuing connection and empathy. And the first most simplest thing that we can do is really being present in that moment. Pick any moment <laughs> that you're with your child and just be in the moment as is. And it can reveal so much to us. We just have to listen and just pay attention. Have you implemented some of these practices now that you're working on your certification into your relationship with your children? Yeah, absolutely. And it's really shifted the dynamic immediately. I think that a lot of the time, as we were speaking before about focusing on, you know, always feeling pulled in so many directions. Mm -hmm. Um, if we, when we really slow down and just pay attention in the moment and just be present, even in with our own feelings as well, that can just um, reveal to us exactly what we need to do in that moment. So I think something that I, um, in my own life that I find if my children are playing by themselves, so they're playing independently on the floor and I sometimes take that as my invitation to go and do other things, you know, and try and mm-hmm. scramble and do, fit all the things that I can in a day. But like, there's just such beauty in, in just being able to sit in that moment and watch them play and just see that moment for what it is. I think we spend a lot of time saying, um, oh, you know, our kids are growing up so quickly. It all happens so fast. Or when my child is bigger, I'll be able to work on my business more or um, when they go to school, I'll have more time in the day for myself. And then I can do those practices that I want to do or those rituals that I want to do. But really it's realizing that this right now, these are the good days. These are, you know, these little mundane moments in the day. That's where, that's where the beauty really is. And I think having that perspective has really shifted things for me, um, shifted my relationship with my children and they feel it. They really feel that that shift. And also at the moment, I've really been focusing on, on my own triggers. Um, and that's been a huge focus of our certification at the moment and looking into the past, um, looking at how I was raised and giving myself some empathy. And I think, um, really understanding where a lot of these thoughts and beliefs and feelings come from. And that's been, that's been really revealing too. And I just, Sometimes it feels a bit selfish to focus so much on myself and my own growth, but I do know that there are just these quantum shifts that happen when we start to work on ourselves and start to look at ourselves and how we can grow. Absolutely. And I think mindfulness and spirituality and having that practice is one of those things. Once you see the benefit of it and how it affects you and how it affects your children and your family quickly can help kind of support the argument that you need to get rid of the mom guilt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason why we feel those shifts so quickly is it's because it's an energetic shift. Um, and we come from it from that space and then 
everything, I, I just feel like everything just becomes a little bit more grounded and a bit calmer. And that's not to say that crazy moments aren't going to happen and people aren't going to be <laughs> yelling and, mm-hmm. you know, that there aren't going to be tantrums or anything like that. But um, it's really coming back to what we were speaking about earlier, coming from a place of love and and non-judgment. And have you received any feedback from other parents who are in your life watching you implement this new parenting style? Oh, not yet. Not from, um, not from friends that are, that say have the same age children, but the people who I've noticed that it's had the largest impact on are my children's grandparents. So seeing sort of modeling, um, I think my parents and my husband, husband's parents, I've, I've kind of caught them in moments, um, really saying, using the language that we've been using with our children, Mm. um, and really trying to be match us and be on that same page and come from that space. And that's been beautiful to see because, um, it wasn't our, ex- our experience of our parents like that when we were children. Um, so that's been really nice to see um, and really validating in a way um, mm-hmm. that makes us feel like we, because as we were saying earlier, sometimes we just don't know if we're in the right space or we're making the right decision. But it's really about looking inward and deciding, is this right for this, for, for my family, for my unique child? Um, and you just know you have that feeling. It's like tapping back into your gut feeling and knowing that that you can make the right decisions. That's such a beautiful thing that despite you not being raised that way, and I'm sure your parents not being raised that way, that the older generations are willing to accept and learn and trust that this is the way that you want your kids to be raised and that there mm-hmm. might be some benefit and beauty and truth to it. Yeah. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, I think, um, our children show us that it's the right way. Um, the other night, it's just these little moments, you know, the other night, um, my husband was upset about something at dinner and my son said, he's, he's nearly three years old. And he said, daddy, it's okay. It's okay to be sad. And that just, it was beautiful. I was like, yes, yes, you do listen. You are listening. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it was just such a nice moment. That is so sweet. That makes my heart happy. (laughs) It's very great. (laughs) It's great that he can recognize that and that that's just a testament to knowing that you give him the space to feel his feelings. Yeah. And it's been it's been really revealing to myself, um, thinking that I had been doing that already, but realizing in my actions, um, through mindfulness that I, you know, there are ways that, that I could do that better for him. So. And what is it like co-parenting and making sure that your husband is on the same page in terms of this mindful approach to parenting? Oh, wow. I'm very fortunate that my husband and I, we have very similar, similar values. And so that's been a useful stepping stone <laughs> in that mm-hmm. we have, you know, the very similarly aligned beliefs about um, how we want to raise our children. And of course, you know, I don't want, I, I never want it to come from a place of me trying to guide him because um, as him being the other parent, I have to trust that he can tap into what feels right and what feels good to him as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um and so sometimes 
you know, it, this is the most obvious when things, um, don't go perfectly planned. So, you know, sometimes when we just respond and we hear the words flying out of our mouth and we think, God, oh, that sounds terrible. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't said that. What message am I sending my child right now? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so that happens <laughs> and it's really just about us, you know, saying to each other, okay, how can we, how can we, um, do that a little differently next time? <laughs> mm-hmm. What, what ways can we approach that in a way that's going to deliver our message, but in a more conscious way? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's been an interesting journey, but it has certainly brought us closer together and it has really um, helped us shift, a sift, I was going to say, <laughs> sift away from um, the things that don't matter as much. You know, there's those little niggly things that we just focus on and obsess on that come up that don't really matter all there is in the end of the day is just awareness and love yes well said (laughs) perfect (laughs) I need a shirt that says that (laughs) well Michelle it's been such a pleasure having you on this podcast for the second time even though (laughs) everyone didn't hear the first version because Mercury retrograde but (laughs) as you you know I like to end this podcast with wise words for any woman listening who is ready to step into her full spiritual self or just needs that encouragement to be more mindful and conscious today. So what are your wise words to end on? I would say just be quiet for a moment. Um, It's a really messy, loud, busy world that we're in. And it feels like it's a really big, hard step having to incorporate more spiritual practices or rituals into our life. But all, all we have to do is just be quiet, step into the moment and pay attention to what's happening around us, to what's happening inside, um, what our feelings are, what our thoughts are. And it's just taking that first little step and that, that'll help propel you onto the next step and the next and the next. So it doesn't have to be a big scary thing to incorporate more mindfulness in your life. You can just take these little micro steps and that will bring you, it'll bring you so much joy and so much peace. Thank you for listening to Enlightenhood. For more wisdom from spiritual mamas like you in the form of guided meditations, videos, articles, masterclasses, and more, check us out at enlightenhood.com or connect with us on Instagram at enlightenhood. If you need a tribe of like-minded women to dive into personal and spiritual development with, check out our monthly membership where we show up, go inward and upward together. Enroll today at enlightenhood.com backslash membership for less than the cost of a yoga class. Until next time, you mindful mamas. Mm-hmm.